Haley Ron here. Thank you for joining me in episode 187 of my daily podcast. It's been a while since I did one of these, at least that's what it feels like. Uh, Today's going to be a bit of a random episode. I will share with you some things that have been on my mind, uh, a few things that I plan on doing in my mainly progress, I would say, with anatomy, uh, some of the YouTube changes, uh, working on or wanting to work on a storyboard, um, and uh, getting some new mangas delivered. So let's get to it. First things first, anatomy. This is something I've been really on top of. Uh, I've been doing almost every single day uh, a session in which I do all sorts of things revolving around anatomy drawing. My goal ultimately is to be able to draw the human figure in a fairly convincing way, not necessarily fully realistic proportions, but maybe more towards the simplified, stylized comic manga style, but still to do the entire human body from imagination, to build it in different poses and to not have to rely so much on references. Um, And this is one of the things that have been really bugging me uh, when I started working on my comic is I just didn't want to be so reliant upon references. I'm perfectly fine with getting a general gist of the pose I want to draw a character in, then get a sketch in and use some references just to patch it up and make sure everything works well. Uh, And I would, of course, love to, for basic poses uh, and common poses, to be able to do them completely from imagination. I'm fine with that. I just don't want to be really dependent on it, which is what I felt. So all of this is to give you context as to how hard it is. It, it really is a challenge. Uh, right now, I'm almost finished with learning about the main bones of the torso. Uh, the next step, I'm working based on Proko's course, Stan Prokopenko. I highly recommend you check out his work on YouTube. Um, I'm working based on his course, and the way he does it is he teaches the uh, bones of an area, then the muscles, then the bones of the next area, then the muscles uh, on top of that, because the bones do matter in order for you to know where the muscles attach and to figure out how to place everything. Uh, so it's an interesting experience because um, it's it's a challenge. You have to learn a lot of the actual shapes of things. Uh, for me, I have good observational skills. So if I look at something, I can actually know how to draw it. If I just take my time, if I work at it, I fix some stuff from observation, I get things right. I do have a pretty decent understanding of things in in three-dimensional shape. Where I encounter a challenge is that I'm actually required to know what things are structured like. Because what happens is, for example, uh, in the last couple of days, I've been practicing on the scapulas and the the clavicles, the collarbone, basically, how to draw them. Now, the thing is, with many of these things, you don't see them. They're not on the surface as much, so you have to learn what they actually look like, be able to generally, very generally, draw them, and then, based on a model, you know where to place things. You just follow a couple of landmarks that you do recognize, so you know that a certain muscle is connected to this side of the scapula, another that side, you know that um, the, that you see the point of the chromium process, where, which is right next to the edge of the clavicle. Uh, so you learn where things are, and then you kind of connect the two, and you figure where things out. You figure where things. You figure out where things are. <laughs> I got it finally. I got the sentence. So um, it, this is why it's hard. I'm so accustomed to looking at things and drawing and mostly painting them as I see them, I'm not as accustomed to 
knowing what something is structured like and then completing what's missing from uh, my knowledge. And it's a very hard thing. And some of the shapes there are very complex. So if you look at the clavicles, the bones up front, uh, right under the neck, these are fairly simple shaped. They look like maybe a um, a bicycle um, handle, like the bars, uh, or like a, like a, what do you call it? Like a, not an arrow, the thing, the bow, like a bow. Um, but the structure of the scapula is actually very difficult. For me, it took some time to get it. Um, all of these small parts of the body and the form and learning them, what they actually look like in vacuum, regardless of, uh, you know, what they look like in this particular reference, it's really a lot of hard work. And it makes sense because the thing I aspire to is something that is, I would not assume it's easy to draw the human figure from imagination. I would assume it's very hard and I would assume it's, it's a very rewarding skill to have. So if you have it, um, it means you worked hard for it. So I'm, I'm ready to work hard for it. Um, and then the added element of perspective can come into play, which is uh, to put the human figure in extreme angles and stuff like that. But that comes later. That's really hard, like from extreme uh, high angles, extreme low angles, or perhaps proximity. Uh, is close. The closer you get to the subject, basically, the more foreshortening occurs, the more Uh, If you put your hand right in front of your eyes, it can block almost everything you see. The hand isn't really as large as all the things it blocks. It's just the proximity. Uh, So when you're really good at it, and that reminds me of Kim Jung-gi's work. Uh, Kim Jung-gi, he's really one of the best. Um, He draws insane stuff from imagination in complex uh, perspectives because he has this incredible visual library and he knows how to access it. So it's one thing I want to work on. And yes, it actually requires drawing the ribcage like 100, 200 times, drawing the the scapulas, drawing the back, drawing the different muscles from any angle, in any position. Uh, When the muscle contracts, when it uh, flexes, when it extends, in all different scenarios. It's very different from what I'm used to. Looking at a view painting it. There's something very freeing, loose, um, very meditative in doing that, in looking at a view and painting it as you see it, um, in letting the reference do its thing, as opposed to learning. It's This is actually learning not just the technique or, you know, how to work with the medium, it's actually learning something. Uh, I learn a lot about a human body, which is very interesting. Um, so, yeah, so this is what I've been up to in terms of anatomy. Um, here's the thing. I want to try a, a storyboard soon. So I started my manga, realized I have a lot of skills I want to uh, to improve before I'm actually ready to work on it properly. What I do want to do is just do a practice of a storyboard. So to do a couple of panels of a, a made-up story of just a few sentences, nothing too extreme, just to get a feel for it, uh, because this is a completely separate skill. To do the storyboard, you don't actually have to know how to draw well. Uh, you have to learn how to um, place the the characters in an interesting way or in a way that makes sense. It doesn't have to be realistic, though. So you can draw ahead by just a circle and have add a text bubble or just write down the text. I want to practice doing that. Um, So a good thing to do, a pretty interesting thing to do, could be uh, to choose maybe a single page or panel or scene uh, 
from the manga that I did have in mind and just draw that as if I'm drawing the story. Just work on a very small section of it. Um, That would be a really good way to practice for me. Uh, I would like to try making a storyboard that takes it all the way till the end, meaning uh, I actually try and, and create a finalized sketch. Not necessarily pen and all of that, but a finalized sketch Uh, of it. So not just an abstract circle for a face and then a text bubble, but actually that. So this is the thing I want to try and do. Probably I'll try and do a storyboard today. Uh, I've been very productive today, luckily, after a long time that it's been on and off. I had a lot of distractions, a lot of um, errands, a lot of things to do, Uh, but now today was really good. Um, so, and I did want to mention, uh, I actually started reading a manga called uh, Pr- The Promised Neverland. Neverland. Uh, it's really good. It runs in Shonen Jump, which is a weekly um, shonen manga magazine in Japan. Um, I, so I started reading it, and I, it really gave me a newfound appreciation. With every story I read, I recognize new things that this, the particular author slash artist does that I'm not used to. And it's so funny because when I look at the drawings of Promised Neverland and I compare them to something like Berserk and forget about details and Berserk is a more senin manga. It's more older. It's for older audiences. It's more realistic in its style. Forget about the realism or the stylistic choice. The art quality itself of how how correct it is. Not necessarily how detailed it is. Not necessarily how uh, realistic it is, but how correct it is, is inferior in Promised Neverland. And I can tell that very often there are some minor mistakes in the drawings. Um, again, but the story and the characterization and the dialogue and the ideas and the visual storytelling itself is really good, which means you don't have to draw perfectly and, and perfectly correctly even, to in order to get the story across. It's a very interesting thing to think about. And I'm, I'm going to hedge everything I just said by the art is really good. It's really, really good. It's definitely more than I can do right now. But just when I compare it to things like Berserk or, or other things that tend to be a little... get things a little more accurately, you do get some... Uh, drawings there in the Promised Neverland to be a little wonky or a little wobbly. With that said, I've been reading it like for a couple of days straight. I've been binging it. So I'm in episode about 90. I think it took me like three days or four days to get to episode 90. And there is about 100, I don't know, 150, something like that. Um, so yeah, so it just made, made me think, okay, well, it is a matter of choice. So when I s- start to feel like I'm ready, I can just go for it regardless of like my skill doesn't have to be 10 out of 10, obviously. Just like I worked on a lot of, um, and I still am, my watercolor skills are good. They're really good. They're good enough to teach. They're they're good enough to, they're not perfect, but they're really good. That doesn't stop me from making finalized paintings. Like, it has nothing to do with it. So no reason not to work on a very basic comic manga, just to give it a try and, and see what happens, um, just for a page or two. Again, not to commit to a big project that'll be a waste of time. To, to work on something small for starters. Okay, uh, next up, just a quick update about YouTube. You may have watched my recent video about a few changes in direction, very minor. Uh, I just want to feel like I have the freedom to share whatever videos I want on the channel and not just uh, the ones that I currently produce. 
uh, in the video I posted uh, called, I believe, um, changes to the channel or something like that, direction of the channel, um, it's not necessarily that I will start, you know, posting tons of manga and comic book and even video game related videos at all. Uh, things will probably stay the same for a while, but I do want to feel the freedom to do that. And in order to feel that freedom, I did want to explain and to share that. Uh, the change is not immediate. It's graduate, uh, gradu- gradual, not graduate. Uh, it's gradual, and I will uh, see how it feels like for me and then do more of it in the future, probably. Um, but I just wanted to, to mention that because the podcast here and, the, the, and pretty much every social media channel I do feel free to share anything, pretty much. Uh, I feel very free to share anything. YouTube was kind of that last uh, outpost where I didn't. Um, And hopefully I will start feeling comfortable to share whatever I want from this point onwards. Uh, What else was interesting? I did want to talk about... Oh, yeah, so I got the delivery from Amazon. I got two more uh, mangas of Zelda. So I had the... So Zelda is, if you don't know... Uh, it's a it's a franchise, uh, The Legend of Zelda. It's uh, there's video games. That's the core thing. There's uh, all sorts of merch and also um, mangas that were written for the games. So when they published the games, Nintendo, uh, the the one I played first was on the Nintendo 64 and 64 called Ocarina of Time. It's probably one of the best video games ever made. Um, in that game. I I played really as a young kid. Uh, I actually visited my uh, uncle in the U.S. and that's when I saw it for the first time. That, like Israel was nowhere near uh, getting these consoles here. I think they we eventually got it, but it, it took some time. Um, so I saw the video game. It really etched into my memory, and it, it it's also a manga Japanese style. Uh, so what I did was a while ago I just bought one of the manga books they compiled all of the chapters of this comic of this story uh basically the story of ocarina of time the video game they made a comic matching that with about i don't know eight uh chapters something like that and i got the legendary edition which combines all of the chapters into one book so i got the one of ocarina of time but now i got the one of majora's masks and uh, Majora's Mask, sorry, and the Four Swords. So these two are what I have currently on my shelf. I'm actually um, really looking forward to reading them. Uh, It's funny because if I compare it to Berserk and The Promised Neverland, these stories are a little more um, aimed at also children, okay? Promised Neverland is aimed at children. Berserk is more at adults. I'm sure a lot of too young people read it, people that are too young read it, but um, The Legend of Zelda is like a story you could definitely uh, read to your kid, or let your kid read, uh, in a way, it has a few, you know, very minor um, things that are more adult, mainly like fighting, but it's very, it's still very mellow, it's like what you'd see in in a Disney film for for the family. Um, so in any case, uh, it's just, it's fun. It doesn't even matter that it's aimed towards kids as well. I really love these stories. Um, and I learned a lot from them. There's a lot of efficiency and uh, effectiveness of storytelling in the manga, in the Legend of Zelda manga by, uh, what's the name? I forgot the name of the artist, Hirakawa, something Hirakawa. Akira Hirakawa, I think. Um, I'm going to check that. Akira Hirakawa. Let's see if I'm correct. Um, wow, I don't think that's the person. Uh, well, in any case, I'll 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 find it. 
uh, eventually. I, I need to share some of these and what I learned from them. But uh, Himekawa, my bad. Akira Himekawa. Um, so yeah, he's really good. Uh, so I, I got two more of them. Uh, I hope to read them soon. I have quite a lot of uh, things on my plate to read, so I'm happy. Um, took some time because I, you know, I don't remember if I mentioned it. I just had some health issues to uh, take care of, and I had to take it a bit easy with work. Um, so I had more time to just relax and read a bit. This is why I got into all of these new mangas and also that. Uh, but in any case, yeah, this is it. This is my quick update for today. 16 minutes running. Uh, I want to thank you so much for sticking around. Um, I want to also let you know, like, if you have any questions for me or if you want to, you know, whatever, just you can contact me uh, via Instagram, YouTube, email. I do read, like, 90% of the comments and, and, message, and messages. I read everything. I don't answer everything, but I read everything. Um, so... If you want me to see it, if you, there's something you want me to talk about, you, something you want me to cover, definitely feel free to reach out. I think the easiest way would be uh, via Instagram or email. Instagram is just at Liranianil. That's L-I-R-O-N-Y-A-N-I-L. Uh, so feel free to drop me a message there and let me know your thoughts on this, You know the, the changes that are going on. And it's very minor again, but if you have any questions for me. And one last thing... Um, I do get sometimes comments on the uh, in in the I believe it's Podbean. It's one of the platforms. It just won't show it to me. I, like I get the email and I can see the comment I got in the email, but then when I log into Podbean, it shows I have no comments. So I don't know. I can't figure it out, and I really want to answer. So I'm sorry about that. If I don't answer the comment, just email me uh, because I did receive a few comments there. Uh, I do try and answer the comments on my own website and other places, um, and definitely just messages. You know, so feel free to reach out. That's the short of it. Uh, if I you didn't get an answer, sometimes it just doesn't show it properly because naturally the the podcast um, sort of platforms aren't yet at least built for proper communication which is a shame uh, i think i should just continue uploading everything to the youtube channel or something like that we'll see maybe in the future in any case i'm gonna wrap it up now thank you so much for tuning in i uh, hope you have a great day night evening morning whatever time it is <laughs> wherever you are and i will talk to you again real soon take care